quite relaxing. Like, you know, you know these people who have like whale noises when they go to bed and like all this. Just have corks going like this. Have you ever tried listening to anything like that? Like it's, rain no, apps. Pissed me off that would. Like forest and like wind and rain. And you just <laughs> <do> <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, I'm wide awake now. <laughs> Cockatoo or something going off in the background. <laughs> There's always a cockatoo going off in my bed. <laughs> How is your party prep going? Okay, yeah. You getting like a you know uh, like a, a clown or a animal man or something like that. That'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the animal man at school? Um, he used to bring a snake in, didn't he? Yeah, you get like an owl, <laughs> an owl that would fly over the uh, the kids in assembly and shit on them, and then some kid would get bitten by a Burmese python on the front row. See, what, they, what they should do is like a kids' animal fight off, so they should get the owl and versus this sna- um, versus uh, the snake. Mm. You know what I mean? Go watch this owl fly. Oh, it's been eaten. Look at it. Oh, it's been squeezed to death. So- ah! As it's making noises. You're looking at it, regurgitate it everywhere. Someone always got pissed and shit on, didn't they? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? It's crazy that they used to they used to do that. Bring in like, here's a twelve foot Burmese python <laughs> yeah. and then you get like little Johnny on the front rows, three, and they're like, Yeah, do you want to touch him? You're like, I don't I mean Yeah, yeah, if you, if you can literally like this swallow them in one. <laughs> yeah, get fucked up. You've I've seen people like uh, like uh, celebrities or whatever and they like hold a snake and then he just j- bites them on the face. Have you ever been bitten by a snake? Um, no, I don't think so. It's not much. If fun. I have, it's your snake that you've got. But I, but if I did, that would have been a long time ago. But I'm pretty sure I'd remember that. It's so no, it's not. It's my answer. It's not much fun. It it hurts. So whenever I see like kids around giant pythons, I'm like, be careful, uh, son. You're playing with fire there. Yeah, <laughs> that could end Ask, in tears. Asking for big trouble. Yeah, yeah. What else do you think you remember was mad at school? Um, do you remember anything which is just like stupidly crazy? I remember that teachers could hit you. I thought that was a bit crazy. Imagine that now. Well, they used to video me in the, ju- in the dressing what? rooms. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was some, what, you know, normal protocol. That's what I said. Yeah, there were some yeah. weird teachers, no. weren't there? Yeah, there's some... I mean, it's just mad, isn't it? I mean, there's there's something the other day, wasn't there, in Parliament about some... Um, I, think it's, I think it was an SMP man. It was messaging a 16 year old oh boy yeah, for yeah, like yeah, months yeah, yeah. and months and months what and are you doing do you not understand yeah. how that the internet works you're going to I mean it's ridiculous isn't it yeah it's insane people can't help themselves can they no they can't that's the problem so I, mean, I um this weekend this is a bit late on the old podcast it's been quite difficult to get together hasn't it this weekend yeah it's, it's we're all doing weird stuff working and and I'm trying to prep for parties and all sorts of stuff but so. sometimes I think the podcasts that are hard to get to get together are sometimes the best ones it's like a sometimes it's like a it's like a hard poo you know when you go and have a shit and it's difficult to get out yeah. sometimes they can be the most fulfilling and enjoyable turds yes it, especially if you don't let if you don't push for it and you just kind of you give it the little like go to start with and then it just slowly sort of <laughs> and you can feel it and you're like well I'm not trying and it's just it's going to be a peaceful shit this one yeah so this podcast is going to be like that or you might be in for a long brown sticky blood-filled wipe by the end of it yeah who knows who knows i mean yeah you, you don't you don't want the ones where you're constantly wiping no you don't want them you don't want an episode like that Not where you're just constantly wiping going oh this no, is shit this is and no. you go through out like eight bog rolls yeah yeah and, and when then will it ever end and then when you think it's done and you go and do something you get an itchy arsehole <laughs> which means which means you need another <laughs> wipe and you go back <laughs> and you wipe and it's it's like you've just shit, shit yourself <laughs> See, everyone's going, oh, no, but you've all been there. We all know this. It happens regularly. Come on. It's happened to the (laughs) Queen, I bet you. She's been on some engagement, opening a school with a pair of scissors. And she's going, I've done it, she arse. She's fucking reaching (laughs) round. 
<laughs> Reach oh, rats. I need to go for a residual wipe here. <laughs> <laughs> a build up wipe. So I went to Torquay yeah. to see Hannah's gran. That's one of the reasons why we uh, we slightly delayed recording this Saturday night. We st- we did um, we stayed in an Airbnb, and as I prefer to call it, that's the student experience. Yeah, because uh, essentially you stay in someone's spare bedroom and then go to Tesco's for a crate of beer and a scotch egg, and you pay them like forty five quid for it. See, so it's better to go with we. It was weird. Yeah, done Airbnb before. We've gone to travel lodge. That's boring. So, like the other Airbnbs that we've done are like. It's like a separate building, and you just you don't even see the geezer that or whoever owns it. You just whatever everyone knows. And you just go in, and it's a cool place, and think that's it. You're on your own. Yeah. It's like a private hotel. But this one, we're not. T- and we had to go and like sit in the instruction. We're number two, and I was like, "What do you mean we're number two? I don't, I don't. We're knock on the door. A woman there. Hiya, come in. And you're like, I'm, oh no, man, my serial killer senses went straight up. I was like, what the fuck's happened? I take it you're just inviting us in to give us the key. <laughs> and she was like, come through, and you walk through a lounge. And you're like, nah. No, 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 no. Here's oh. your room. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. What? So, so they, they were in the house. She fucked off to the pub immediately. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah. She, they were sound. Of course she did. She went, give us the money. I need <laughs> to get pissed. She was totally sound, but it was like, it's just weird. I know like I can imagine that being weird. Stay, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I've heard of that happening in B&Bs, B, Airbnbs, sorry, what the fuck they're called. Yeah. I've never done it, so, but I mean... I've heard, I've heard that you know sometimes you can be living with the person who actually in the house. They basically just give you a room. Was it like an annexed area? Yeah, yeah. Where you had to just go through, and it was like, you're not, you don't see them, but you had to go into the house. But the other ones we've done, it's like you go up and there's like a little coded thing on the door, and you press a code that they give you, and then like you get the keys in there. You should have both turned up with gimp masks and like <laughs> the dildos hanging off it. What's well, that? And going, hello, and going with the zip, you know, the zip at the front. Yeah. You can go zip and go, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I said to Hannah, they're going to come and knock on the door and go, do you uh, fancy a spot of swinging later on? I mean, there's an after. We've got, we got the palm grass tree at the front. There's <laughs> usually a sign that we're swingers. Come, you know, just come and join us. Uh, Put uh, your keys in the bowl. Yeah, yeah it was... What? It was, a bit fu- it was a bit weird, but... um, My husband's um pretty um hard at the minute, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he wants you, not her. Ah! Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he loves the lads. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's mad for the dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought we went to see Hannah's gran, who's 94, and um, I was chatting to her about World War Two. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, 94, you're not going to be around forever. Um, and, you know, she lived through it, got some tales. And I said, what was it like, the bombings? And she said, you could hear the, apparently there's like a, a different sound in the German, this is in Glasgow, apparently, where she was at the time. Yeah. Um, and you can hear the difference between the engines of the you like our, the Allied planes, and yeah. you got this low, weird, pulsating hum, whatever yeah. plane that was. And then she said the bombs would come down. You'd run down to the air raid shelters. And I said, "Could you feel it?" And she was like, "Yeah." You put cotton wool in your ears, and you could. It was blasting like you know, boom, like vibrations. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "So what was that like when you came out of the air raid shelter?" And she was like, "Well." You know, you just hope that your house is still there. Some people's were, others weren't. Yeah. I said, how did, you, how did you feel when you got out? And she said there was a, a still silence of sadness everywhere. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. It's just like a caution as well, isn't it? Because you don't know what's there still. You don't know what's happening, do you? Like, well, you bombs. do, but you're like, you know what I mean? It's mad, isn't it? And, you you know, this happened happened. Yeah, a lot. You know what I mean? Like every Constantly. day for years. You know what I mean? And it's happening in places now. Yeah, slightly different because usually with the weapons, obviously, a lot. You know, they haven't got like you know, like the old cartoons where they got like a ticking timer <laughs> on it. Yeah. That's how I imagine it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he set it for 32 seconds at an altitude altitude of uh, 4,000 foot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he did. yeah, it was quite primitive. Yeah, so that was quite it was quite cool talking to her about that. Yeah, um, you know, you don't get to you don't get to speak to people often that were involved in you know survived mm-hmm. actual bombing runs by the Nazis. Yeah, that's pretty mad. Yeah, it's just the Glasgow is getting panned because of like um, the American boats coming over with supplies and stuff. Yeah, because Glasgow port is like, like massive. It's like you know, it's one of the was one of the main ports. Yeah. So I mean, it's I imagine it being a hot spot to, for the Germans to try and destroy or it or, was. or fuck up or whatever they want to do. You know what I mean? It certainly was. So yeah. I think that sort of sums up our weekend so far. Yeah. It's only Saturday night. Yeah. Halfway through. Yeah. Uh, I've got no shout outs. Everyone can go fuck themselves because I'm not bothered reading social media. <laughs> yeah. um, Apart from figuring out the winner of Rob's beautiful piece of art, which he's going to yeah. create now. It's going to be awesome. I don't quite know what we're doing, but I'm going to make it oh, extra be special. Yeah. So if you want to win this, just, you know, what to do, just fucking figure it out, share it. And also give us a, a rating or, and a re- or review on whatever platform you're getting. It, like if it's on iTunes, man, just click five stars and then just move on or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, you, <laughs> you know. don't even have to write. It takes two seconds. And sharing, You right? don't even have to do five stars. You could do one if you, you wanted to. You could do one if you want. But it, yeah, I only said five because, you know. Obviously, that's what we would like. I, but don't, I don't actually care. I really don't. Whether you, you do or you don't. No. But you know, like sharing, you're in to win, potentially, well, you will win uh, t-shirts and other like key rings. You've got Rob's pieces of art and other tranquilments that we've got on the desk. All you've got to do is when you see our post, click share. Simple. It as. takes two seconds. You have to write or do anything. Just and click that, and you could win some shit. Yeah, Imagine yeah. that. Exactly. Yeah, you could be walking around with a robots for eyes, a piece of paper. Yeah. Sticker, hat. I don't know. <laughs> what <have> we got? <laughs> well, t-shirts. T-shirts and, and pieces. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even Very professional, this, isn't it? Of course. But so yeah, yeah, please do share and also, like you say, rate us and also give us your money. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. And beer. No, nah, don't. Let's just no, see how no, this one goes no, first. Yeah, yeah. This is probably going to crash I'm only joking. hard. But um, yeah, just, just, yeah, just what it does. You see, if you rate us, it just boosts, boosts us up for people to see us, basically, and well, to listen to us. So, you know, what I mean, the more the, the, more the marrier, marrier, the more marrier, the marrier, more the marrier. That's that whiskey kicking in. When you had like a little sip of it, we're going with the podcast. Let's then. do it. So this episode, the um, episode 167, I believe. Oh, I wrote 100 plus, and then I put 166-ish, and then write seven plus one. Now I'm going to cross that the cross it out. Sorry, this is part of the artwork, so you'll see. So it's all live. This, whoever wins and shares this, will see. You'll this. see my mathematic correction. The Spanish flu epidemic. Ooh. Da 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 da. Ooh, could this could this uh. Is this something to do with, with this, is it like the 1800s, that one? No, this is t- it's end of World War One. Oh, right, okay. See, so it's like, um, I suppose like flu epidemics and pandemics or whatever are, are all the rage at the moment. I mean, we seem to be in the midst of one right now. Um, and like, you know what, it's like when you, there's loads of documentaries and things and, and you're watching them and in hindsight, knowing what's happening now around the world, it really is. They've got it bang on. Like they're saying, it's not a case of if it will happen; it's a case of when it will happen. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, <laughs> yeah, here we are. You got the Corona 
virus flying around. Yeah, we're going to wax poetic about that in um, the second half, I think. Um, But yeah, man, there's there's been many pandemics. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously through history, that that statement, you know, it's not if, it's when, holds true. If you just look in, even in the recent past, like the um, the Asian flu was a uh, was a bird flu. Which ran from, you know, it's quite popular. Ran for two years, 1956 to 1958. Killed between one and four million people. Nice. That's quite a top, you know, between one and four. What is it? But you know, record keeping, whatever. Back then, and then you've got the Hong Kong flu or the Hong Kong fluey, as I prefer to call it. Hong Kong (laughs) fluey. 68 to 69 killed. So Neil Armstrong was walking on the fucking moon, and a million people were dying around the world. Of a pandemic, it's probably the safest place to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the moon, <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know what's worse, being on the moon or trying to survive a pandemic. And they're pretty both quite uh, pretty quite dangerous. Hard. Yeah, they are pretty hardcore, aren't they? I mean, I think I'd rather have a chance of going to the moon than dying from a, yeah. a flu. I'd rather if something went wrong, the vacuum of space would wipe me out in a few seconds. It's also wipe out the va- the, uh, the virus. It I wonder if I'd be able to sit, like see my own eyeballs, like <laughs> shit coming out my eyeballs, <laughs> what, blood around my eyes. Eye. Yeah, yeah. As you boil, <laughs> as, as you boil away, yeah, yeah. As a boil, as a boil into the vacuum of space, and then you had the Russian flu, which were wasn't as popular as the uh, the the Asian flu. It only ran for a year between 1977 and 1978. And interestingly, it only affected people born after 1950 because the older generation. I mean, I guess they had protective immunity from fucking hardcore previous exposures to H1N1 strains. Um, and H1N1 is, I think, I think it's a, it's a swine flu. And there's been uh, another pandemic in 2009 to 2010. So this is quite recent. That was 74 countries worldwide killed a, about 280,000 people. This is not it's 10 years ago. I mean, it's it's something you can't stop, is it? You know what I mean? It's apparently not. You just can't. I mean, something you can, you can. Prolong it and stop it for a bit. After a certain, once you've worked out how to fix it, but as soon as that happens, there's another weird flu thing which props out. You know what I mean? And, and it just does it again. It's a case of like catch up in it. It was just it's like one upmanship between the the virus and and it's the vaccines. Na- it's nature that are just saying there's too many of you. Maybe, maybe hit the right sort of. Uh, <laughs> hit the right. I sort of um, it would be. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's like a hit the right. Um, you know when they hit the what was it they say Mother Nature? Yeah. <sighs> She's a bitch. She is. She is a bitch. We've seen what she does, and the animals rinsing over around the way. Some of our animals kill other animals. Well, look what we do. Sheer pain, yeah. Fill everything with plastic and shit. Yeah, and then we, then we, you know, get people stabbing each other and doing whatnot. You know what I mean? It's mother nature, apparently. So H1N1, right? Um, I don't know what any of that meant, so I had a look into it. And H stands for hemagglutinin, which apparently is a protein found on the surface of the influenza virus, which binds the virus to the cell that's been infected. It's just like a virus glue. Okay, nice. Okay. And N stands for... Where can you buy that from? Uh, uh, B&Q. Oh, right, okay, virus glue. And China, apparently. You just smear it on the side of a door handle. <laughs> yeah. And N stands for, uh, if I'm pronouncing it right, neuraminidase, which is an enzyme present in pathogenic organisms. And the numbers represent the type of hemagglutinin and neuraminidase present. Like, you can get H1N5 and... H5N7 or whatever, you know what I mean? There's mm. just a different a different, different type of enzyme or different type of virus glue present. Um, and before we actually get into the pan- this pandemic, which you're going to talk about, I don't, yeah. I, don't want, I don't want people to be, like, scared. Not that this is going to, like, affect your 
mental well-being in any way, shape, will, or form. It will mind. It was just two lads having a drink and talking about a pandemic. But it, th- there's no need to be frightened about this coronavirus. You need to be sort of, uh, I don't know, just read as much as you can from different sources, get, in, get as informed as possible, and just stay up to date. Get your learn on. Use yeah. it as... Co- people are, like, spreading some mad shit. The thing is, there's, it's, it's, there is a, um, an epidemic, pandemic thing going on. But, I mean, there's also a lot of hysteria where people start spreading shit. Yeah. Quite literally. But, like, I mean, they're, they're, you know, um, it's it's bad and it is really bad. But, I mean, the more people panic, the worse it gets as well. The, so pa- the panic is worse than... Yeah. I mean, you say that to someone who's been infected. They'll be like, is it fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll be like, you fucking what? No, but what I mean is the more the panic, the, the more people, you know think they're ill yeah. and then they get more go to hospitals and whatnot and then some of them might have it and they might just rush in and loads of people who are ill go into hospitals and it gets spread more and but conversely people have had it and not even bothered seeking medical attention because it's so mild they don't even realize yeah yeah so coronavirus is not the same beast as the spanish flu right this, this is not what we're talking about okay um, times have changed the spanish flu was a uh, hardcore well this may as well have, it may as well have happened in a di- on a different planet Right. The effect it had compared to what this is. Um, we're much more clued up now. We've got better healthcare systems and global response. I mean, like communicating, like shut your borders or we've got something here. Uh, we're going to need to restrict movement. You know, back in the turn of the century, you, there's no way you could even do that. Yeah. You Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sort of pulling every pen out of a box, trying to do it quietly and just causing the biggest mo- noise ever. This is what, this is, whoever's going to win this is going to get an extremely colourful piece of, uh, yeah. I say art, but. What are you on about? Of course, it's like it's like it's like Banksy. Yeah, Wanksy man, Wanksy. Did that was an actual person that was. Yeah, there. definitely. They did. They used to put cocks like draw spunking cocks in potholes so people would fill it. But it's, yeah, it was because it's quite the clever actually. The council wasn't it? They weren't filling yeah, in the like potholes. Yeah, they were like all the dicks on it to make it. Yeah, like <laughs> spunking cocks like in potholes all around it. They're quite imaginative. It, imaginative. Powerful whiskey. Imaginative. I can't say it. Rob said to me at the beginning of the part, I went, do you want a drink? And he went, uh, oh, go on, I'll have one. I don't want to go mad. Within seven, no, six minutes, he'd had two tumblers of whiskey. It's all right. It's not too bad. So it's not, I don't know what's going mad then. Is I mean. <laughs> anyway, so on that note, the Spanish flu. So this pandemic ran its course for two years. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it sort of, I suppose, officially appeared in uh, January 1918, and it ran till 1920. Obviously, it was around before and after that, but the epidemic scales were reached during that two-year time frame. Transmissions were still occurring, I believe, in the 1950s. Okay. So it's quite, you know, a pervasive motherfucker, this one mm, was. Yeah. Estimates indicate around 500 million people were infected worldwide, and at least 50 million died. At least 50 million. But some estimates say that it could be as many as 100 million it probably is though. It's probably it might even be more because yeah. I know th- this is going against what I just said about spreading, uh, making people panic. There's no need to panic, but <laughs> there is no need to panic. But they they panic reckon that they've they they might be like like they've given figures out China and they reckon it's completely wrong. They reckon of course it's, it's like wrong. shit loads more or yeah, something. Absolutely. But, but I mean, don't panic, everyone. You know, it's just there. At the time of this pandemic, the global population was around 1.7 billion. So you can see 500 million people being infected is a sizable proportion of humanity. Uh, And they they reckon 25 million died in the first 25 weeks. That's just insane. It's pretty cool. 
I suppose that like any historical event, the numbers vary depending on whatever particular source you're getting the information from. Mm. But some estimates say that around 40% of the population of the planet was infected. I wonder what the biggest um, uh, infection from something new that's wiped people out has ever been. It's probably one of the plagues, isn't it? Do you reckon it's the plagues? Yeah. Do you reckon it could be something before we could even recognise what things were? I don't, I don't know. Knowing like, like... The plague was pretty brutal. Yeah. With that, that was taking a hell of a lot of people out. And, and obviously records were nowhere near as good as they are today. So you can probably take them numbers with a pinch of salt. Yeah, I would. Times by 10. I fucking would. Probably more than 10. Well, they reckon somewhere between 3 and 6% of the entire population of the Earth died, and it killed more people than World War One and World War Two combined, which is three, mad. 3 and 6, between 3 and, and 6. Between 3 and 6% of the entire planet, yeah. So pandemics are far more deadly than war, and less controllable, I would imagine. And I read somewhere that it, it killed more people in, in the US than World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, Vietnam... Afghanistan and Iraq combined. Well, that's probably the next war sort of thing, just fire off a virus somewhere. Mm. Well, there are a lot of conspiracy theories, which I'm not even going to bother going into. AIDS, 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 which, AIDS. Which, which are claiming, I mean, you know what the fucking conspiracy theory is about everything, aren't there? Yeah. I'm saying it could be something to do with about um, this coronavirus has um, parts or... Gene p- sequences of genes uh, from HIV or something, which indicate that it was potentially man-made, and it's like fuck off. I haven't even read into it. Wasn't it a bat or something? It, I think it was, it was an anteater, some some form. I can't remember what it was called. It was an endangered child. I've got it written down somewhere. Some, yeah, it was some sort of fish food market, wasn't it, or something? Yes. and there was a. I heard it was a geezer at a bat, but I mean, I've got the I've got a breakdown of the, the timeline. Do, how the fuck do you work it out down to one animal because of the gene oh, sequencing of the of the virus? Yeah, but I mean, still, I mean, could you know? Could it be? So, could how would they know it was from the bat, though? What I mean is, could it be a, if there was a bat and it was from another animal? Because they reckon I heard that it was from a bat, from a snake, a snake, a bat. Well, that's what. I, yeah, I might have said I mean, that last week, but it's something weird like that. I read in the in the uh, in the Guardian today that it was potentially from an endangered, armor-plated Chinese anteater, and it's like, what? Really? I don't know. I don't know. Someone was probably cool. screaming at this, going, "What the fuck are you two talking about?" Look, man, it, it's I don't know. I don't think this anyone properly reading. knows. That's what I'm reading. And people are still trying to work shit out, aren't they? So of course they are, mate. It's, it, you know, it hasn't been around that long. You know what I mean? It's it just changes day by day. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's someone worked out the way it, the what at the time. I don't know what it's like now, but they said it was rising 25 percent a day, right? Yeah. When it first started, yeah. and it, if it keeps that rate. Within, I think it's fifty days. Yeah, you said last the week. Whole, yeah, some. I think it's fifty days. The whole world would be infected, mm-hmm. but it's obviously not going to because there's going to be quant people things being quant- quarantined. Yeah, and w- people are going to be knocking onto it a bit. But I mean, you hear that and you think, fucking hell, it's pretty good, pretty cool. As in, like, <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't. Know, I know what you mean. I don't mean like cool as in, oh yeah, let's do Hurrah! it. Yeah, yeah what I mean, it's pretty mad. mad yeah. yeah. Within fifty days, a whole world could be like could be infected nah, if, if no one did if no one did anything and they just walked around. Well, oh, fuck it. It's, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It, it <laughs> won't be. I've got some breakdowns from virologists in the second half, and we're <laughs> going to talk about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, some of them are quite quite disturbing, but it's it's not it's not going to happen as they say it is. Yeah. So this virus was um, the pandemic was ruthless. The Spanish flu. Um, typically, the virus 
like this would kill people in poor health, you know, like the um, young, uh, the old. But most victims of the Spanish flu were aged between 20 and 40. So in theory, sort of prime health when your immune system should be pretty much firing on all cylinders, essentially. And at the time, they actually thought that the plague had returned, that the Black Death was was coming back, because that was only a few generations. Why did they call it the Spanish flu? Because it originated from Spain, or...? I will tell you in a bit. Or was it because it made them good at football? Well, they called it the Spanish flu because um, the Spanish, during World War One were a neutral country. Uh. And because they were neutral, they didn't... Ha- like, the Allied forces had strict censorship on what they could report on. Right. But because Spain weren't involved, they could report on whatever the fuck they like. Um, so the news of the virus started to come out of Spain. That's where people were reading it from, Spanish newspapers. Okay. And I suppose, like, ill-informed, they assumed that because it was coming from Spain, because you've still got English news and yeah, American yeah. news, but you're only hearing it from Spain. They thought it was a, Span- a Spanish problem, but it wasn't. It's was just because it was being censored. Yeah, I suppose if Sp- Spain were neutral... And the, okay. new, the news, I, I imagine, I mean, every day back then, if you could listen to it on the radio, I mean, you're not going to go, whoa, who, you know, I wonder what anything good's happened today. It's just going to be, and today somewhere, Coventry's been bombed. Yeah. That's basically every day, wasn't yeah. it? So they didn't bother with flus, because they're like, well, well, well they, the wanted, the day, they wanted to, fuck. no, they knew about it, but the Allied forces knew about it, but they suppressed it because they didn't want to destroy the morale. They didn't want to tell yeah, the yeah. lads who were in the trenches, oh, by the way, there's a horrific influenza pandemic killing millions of people globally so when they read about it it was in spanish papers and they thought it was spain ergo spanish flu yeah but it wasn't it was everywhere motherfuckers and you've got to remember this was the pre-antibiotic era your body had to fight everything with no external help i mean not that antibiotics would help combat a virus that's a, a completely different beast but antibiotics do aid in the recovery when Bacterial infections emerge due to compromised immune systems, and that's what fucked a lot of people, which we'll get into a bit. It mm-hmm. was your, your, your body just fucking itself over. Um, to combat a virus, you need vaccines, which obviously we all know. They were around at the time, but just not for this. For instance, the smallpox vaccine was the first vaccine invented. I believe it was around 1796. Imagine being the first dude having that tested on. I've got. You know, it was what they did with smallpox. They popped pimples and got pus because, like, you come up with these horrific boils. Yeah, yeah. And I, no, I don't even. I'm not sure if they had um, hypodermic needles, but they'd either cut you and just rub the pus probably, in. Probably not in the 1700s. Probably just. I can't remember. They probably didn't know about um, sterilizing things. They probably just went out. Oh, pass us a steak knife. Yeah. Well, I didn't write it down, so I. Can't. Yeah, yeah. But so they'd either cut you and r- like rub it in, or they would inject, inject a small amount of actual from somebody that had smallpox into you and obviously your body would your immune system would react but the tiniest little bit yeah the, t- the, the like yeah and so obviously some people would actually get smallpox and die because Im- Im- you're yeah, yeah. just injecting them with it I mean, imagine being like you say yeah like you say the first person to have it done but also being the person who comes up with the idea and explains that to like the board of people go right I've got an idea so everyone's done from the pox. What we're going to do is that we're going to get we're going to get a needle or whatever or a spoon or give you the pox. Yeah, and we're going to scrape a t- tiniest little bit, and then we're going to pop it in you, and you should be all right. And they go, "You fucking what? Yeah, you what? That's what they'd think. They'd be like, "Nah, trust that me, ain't working." Trust me, my doctor. You're a what? They've not even been invented. A what? What are you? What do you want to do to my kid? You want to inject? You want to scrape pus off that dead dude's head and inject it into my child? And you're going to tell me that's going to make my child immune? Pox free? Fuck off. 
You would yeah, think that, wouldn't you? Some mad risk that to be taken. Yeah. You would. You would. I mean, you would think that, wouldn't you? You Absolutely. would. Absolutely. You can see why people would go, we'll nah. go with that. Nah. But I suppose. Uh, I mean, I suppose maybe. God knows. Maybe they just didn't tell someone, and they just said, "We're just doing this," and they went, "All oh, right, okay." And someone who's thick enough, or, or didn't care, or Desperate. maybe someone who's dying from Desperate. something else, and went, "Yeah, just fucking do it," and they went, "Oh, it's working." I think there were instances of vaccines around, like thousands of years ago, in the form of like, um, you know, like a remedies remedy, or something. You know, somebody who had smallpox or whatever, whatever cholera, whatever, slept on a bank on a blanket, and they'd clean a little, they cut a bit of the blanket off and put it in a kid's crib and that small amount of exposure to the virus would bolster their immune system so it's, i don't suppose they really knew why it was working but sometimes no. it worked it's like yeah so it might work it might kill them but i don't know yeah 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 that's what it is but conversely the first flu vaccine do you actually know what you're doing uh, yeah <laughs> no, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah just have a pox blanket bye yeah ta-da <laughs> yeah that like we took loads of people out was it the um didn't chris columbus columbus Christopher Columbus do that to Native Americans. Just gave them blankets laced with shit because he knew that it would whack them. Am I, I sp- don't know. I'm speaking completely out of school. Probably, Probably gave everyone chlamydia. Yeah. And fucked off and they all died from it or something. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Super <laughs> gonorrhea. Oh, so yeah. so the, um, the first flu vaccine became available in the 1940s. So you're talking, you know, 20 years past this. And it was given to soldiers in World War Two in, I believe, around 1945. Uh, and the public got it the following year. So essentially, they tested it on the military first when they were sending them out to battle. And so, like, all you anti-vaxxers, I mean, I don't think there's probably people listening to this podcast that are against vaccination, but you better fucking fix up, look sharp, because you're not helping by, you know, refusing to get your... Ch- I mean, you can see yeah, by measles outbreaks. I mean, I, I don't... going I, on? I mean, I Compromising I, herd immunity. The only thing I can see with their theory is that because of all that shit with um, measles, bonk. bumps and rubella, whatever it's called. Bumps. Whatever it's fucking called, right? Measles, bumps and rubella. Yeah, that, that thing, whatever the fuck it was, right? Yeah. Because it made people, apparently made people ill, right? But also saved millions of people. Yeah. I mean, so they're worried that it's causing a different effect and there's, there's all things, apparently people reckon autism can be caused from well, it and all yes, that. Yes, I did a, t- a tiny bit of looking into that. But, um... So, so that could be true, right? But it's not causing autism. Yeah, but at the end of the day, right? Even if it, even if it was, it's saving millions of people rather than, rather than. Yeah, I mean, like not not killing them. Literally, it's not killing them. Oh, look, it's not causing autism. And do not, everyone vaccinate. Just I think do so, that. Yeah. I, in my mind, vaccinate. And definitely, the right definitely thing get to medical do. knowledge from this. Uh, medical advice from this podcast. Yeah, yeah. But Doctor Booth here. <laughs> We'll source it out. It doesn't cause autism. From my limited knowledge into... I mean, there's an episode on anti-vaxxers. Surely, that's got to be done. Um, And from what I read, they're saying that the time that you're getting your child... Because you can't just come out the... You can't be blasted into this world out of of your mother. And then they go, here, here's 10 needles. And give you loads of injections full of, you know, live and dead vaccines. Because you just... You can't just baff you and everything. You can't do that because they're too young. So they have to wait for you to become stronger. Your immune system becomes... Um, a lot tougher due to being alive and then when you're like whatever it is 18 months old and they start giving you these injections that's also the the, uh, the time period in your life where autism will start to show it just coincides mm. with when you're getting vaccines autism is just a thing it's it's as in like it, it, you've either got it or not and that's also, how I see it and like people are not it's vaccinating their children right because they're frightened it's g- they're going to get autism so you'd rather risk them die than get autism yeah, what yeah. the fuck's all that about not only do you risk them die you risk them infecting other people's children 
who obviously in the same boat as you because you don't vaccinate your kids and they're going to go, I ain't vaccinating my kid for the same thing. But then Gary could kill Larry and Larry could kill, I don't know, (laughs) Dave. Barry. (laughs) Barry, yeah. Then Barry could kill. Yes. It compromises herd immunity. The more people that are immune and vaccinated. And it'll go. It'll just die die off then. Yes, exactly. That's how. And then, then it's gone. So vaccinate and there's a chance that it will actually die off. Yes, we can, yeah. We need to be more schooled on the the uh, on the topic before we go into it in, in much greater detail. I reckon we should do our own little surgery, <laughs> and everyone just dies because you know, you're injecting them with well, no, no, whiskey. In the UK, anyway, we should because you know <laughs> they all say we're overrun, me, 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 right, which they are, right? They are. But what I mean is, you know, when you got your GP, come, you got your GP, right, and people come in and you, they've got to do all this. They go, I've got a bad back. You go, lie down, <laughs> right, or just get up and dig something or something, and you'll be fine. Yeah, right. Get That's off. it. Fuck off. Right. Get off. Yeah. You see, we we could get like we could do like twenty people within the time they can do one. Yeah. There you go. You know what I mean? We've got a cough. We'll stay away from everyone. Who's in charge of the NHS? <laughs> stay. Uh, stay away from everyone. Lock yourself in the room for two weeks. You'll be fine. <laughs> Why two weeks? Same as the coronavirus. Just do it. For, uh, You'll just be fine. Quarantine yourself. You'll be fine. And then they'll probably be dead. But I guarantee they will. Yeah. They'll take medical advice from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, Span- the Spanish flu pandemic was caused by a H1N1 influenza, which is, I think it's an ancestor to the one kicking about today. It's still the same thing. But it's, it's a just, hybrid. Yeah, it's mutated over time. Nice. Back then, most people were succumbing to viral pneumonia because the body's response to the virus in the lungs was, was deadly. Uh, like, kind of like overcompensated and flooded the lungs with fluid and drowning you in the process because immune systems essentially went into overdrive. Right. And we're like, what the fuck is this? Let's get rid of it. Oh my god, I'm drowning. And, and <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, and that's what happens, mate. It's, it's horrific. People went in some horrendous ways, and the pandemic's timing was impeccable. Um, essentially, the, the perfect storm because its arrival overlapped with World War One for around nine months, which massively helped accelerate its spread due to the infected soldiers travelling home from battle. You know, like moving around the world or whatever. Uh, World War One played an important role in the Spanish flu due to mobility. That can't be underestimated. Right. It was the first time in history that a virus could spread with uh, such a devastating need because, b- because before then, I mean, no, nobody was safe, mate. This is the thing. Bef- before then, p- mass movement of people was very rare, uh, but with battles and countries mixing and soldiers from different countries yeah. shaking hands and then going their separate ways. The virus is just going and, and nobody knew what the fuck it was and by the time we realised it was in it was everywhere. Yeah. So much so like, you know, like remote Pacific Islanders, dudes living on rocks in the middle of the ocean died. As did like nomads in the Antarctic. It's just there was no but no corner of the globe was was safe. Everybody was getting whacked. Yeah. And it may have actually helped bring World War One to a close because everybody was just, you know, fucked, basically. Um, for instance, 40% of the US Navy and around 35% of the US Army uh, was infected. And you're not going out fighting. <laughs> no. Well, you may as well just, like, just, like, just go to, you know what, just run at them. Give yeah. them, that's probably the best way to kill them. Try and give them the flu. Just chuck your pants at them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just... Fire your, fire your pants over there. Be like, what are, they, what are these people doing? We're going to shoot them in the face in a second. You go, you Mind you, I'd leave a massive skiddy, wouldn't you? <laughs> you well, mate, that's the least you worries. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember like in the black Do you know death? what? I'd be more worried, right, 
that if they shot over like like if if you're at war and you're shooting bullets to start with or whatever, right? And you and then suddenly there's fucking like dirty pants and like shit flying over. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I'd be, know, be they know something. Send it into some sort of weird panic, wouldn't it? Yeah, everyone would be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> They're doing something weird. What do you yeah. mean, sir? They're throwing They're their pants at us. They're shooting pants and bras Just and like, don't like touch the pants. shitty skid marks, <laughs> pa- toilet paper, back and, away from the pants. and like snotty rags over. Yeah. Well, like in, in the bubonic plague, I think it was at like 1300, we spoke about it on our episode of Black Death. They were chucking out like plague bodies. They were putting them in catapults and just wanging them over walls. Yeah, and then so it was just splatting. They were like, they didn't really know what was causing it, but they knew that that dead person is going to make everybody else die. So it was the first form of biological warfare, yeah. essentially. It was going on for fucking 500, 600 years ago. from that's what i was interested in where did it go cotton eye joe yeah which is a song about gonorrhea yeah i think i'm being forgotten now joe i've been married a long time ago where did you come from where did you go where did you come from cotton eye joe cock 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 burns cock cock the kids are fucking at primary school and the disco singing it you're like this is a song about gonorrhea holding arms swinging around together cock rock <laughs> it's about dick sneezes, man. <laughs> Got some green stuff coming out. So modern day virologists collected samples of the virus from bodies dug out of the Alaskan permafrost, which show us it contains bird and pig genes. It, but it's unlikely that was the only... Var- there was many variations. The, vi- the virus would have mutated over over time. You know, it's not going to be one specific virus. So we, we don't know exactly where it came from. Um there's a few lines of, of, of thought. One of them is China. China being ground zero. China do everything they do, don't they? It's every every virus seems to come from China. Uh, I, you know what? I, when it, when it comes to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm only messing. It's not messing. <laughs> but but you, when you hear it, when you hear it, it, always, it does always seem to come from China. You're telling the reason. line that everyone's going to tell there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, in around 1917, a flu-like virus appeared in, I believe it's called Shanxi province. And, and during this time frame, 1917, it was around 100,000 Chinese labourers were sent to work behind the British and French lines on the Western Front. Giving more weight to the, the Chinese origin is um, the fact that the mortality rate in the Chinese people was much lower than the rest of the world, which kind of indicates that there was some natural immunity to, to this pandemic from potential previous exposures, which I thought was really interesting. I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's after, also after the pandemic started, China uh, was one of the first um, health organisations to... to, to identify the virus as being exactly the same as the one that occurred in the Spanish flu. So they didn't really know what the fuck was going on. They were like, here's this thing, we've got it, it looks like this. 
and it happened to look exactly the same as the one fucking flu. Mm. And your lads travel to Canada and they're fucking flu. Maybe, maybe. And once more, Chinese labourers sent to Canada ended up in medical quarantine with flu-like symptoms as soon as they arrived, which I think is is quite... Uh, the fingers are pointing that way. But there's other lines of thought um, that it may have originated in a place called Stable in France, right. which was uh, home to a major field hospital and troop camp again in 1917. So the dates overlap here. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to to differentiate because it was all happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And apparently the multiple places simultaneously. You know, we know that can't occur. So something was going on, but we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but th- yeah, it was a, a troop camp and myth- a military pathologist started reporting a weird flu-like virus which is whacking people left, right and centre. And Starblay was a perfect location because around 100,000 soldiers moved through the camp each day, which is pretty difficult to imagine. 100,000 lads moving through a sp- one location. It's pretty mad, that is, isn't it? It's crazy. And, and the I camp... Mean, yeah, it's, that's busy as fuck. That's not all day. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is, yeah. That's all day movement, isn't it? It's like a festival of people moving through each day. It's, it's, I'll tell you what that's like. It's like following an old person, right? As in, you know, when you're trying to get round them and they're, and they're blocking the whole aisle and it takes forever. Oh, it's, God, that's yeah. what it's like all day. It really does my head in that. When yeah, they, when that's they what I mean. You p- it piss you off, wouldn't it? You're fucking stupid. And they were, they were like 85 and they were, they, they, it takes them about 15 minutes to look at one item. And you're mm-hmm. like, you stand there and, you look, and they look at you and you look at them and go, do a smiley face like to say, can you fucking move? And they go, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. smile back and then they carry on you're like oh my god this is going to take me forever yeah, yeah. dawdling behind people is that's what that is like 100,000 people walking through that you'd be like oh yeah, fuck yeah but they must so. have got their li- they must have gotten pretty quick man 100,000 a day that must you imagine that's a constant stream of people moving all infected with a pandemic level influenza yeah it's pretty <laughs> and also <laughs> pretty right, mad isn't it the camp had um, I mean obviously like the Many other places back in back then, you know, we're talking a hun- over a hundred years ago. They had enclosures and like you know cages full of pigs, which were used to feed the troops. And it's thought that a a precursor virus living in birds mutated and somehow infected the pigs. And then I'm, I mean, I'm guessing some dude shagged the pig, and uh, that's well, it. That's he how it works. <laughs> yeah, he didn't eat it. That's definitely got it through getting a blowy or yeah, he got a blowy off a pig. <laughs> that, that's how it worked, and, and that's common. In pandemics, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it's you know, you, it always w- works down to being getting a blowy off a pig. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what else? Can right, you get everyone in the nation, wouldn't you, together? The prime minister, go, look, let's. We need to be honest here because a lot of people might die here. <sighs> I don't want to ask this, but I know it's one of you lot. Which one of you got a blowy from a pig? Yeah, <laughs> and they go. Two of them put their hands up. You go, you fucking twats! You're the ones who caused this virus. Haven't haven't they got like curly whirly dicks? The pigs, like a corkscrew-shaped dick. Um, is that like some weird thing that, for some reason, I was told when I was like sixteen in school? No, I think, know, I think I've got dicks are like corkscrews. I think I think you're right. There's a reason for it, a weird reason as well, isn't there? So the poor, it's like they can't get escape yeah. or something, some sort of like weird rape rape trick thing. Imagine if blokes had corkscrew dicks. It'd be horrific. You'd have to like spin round, wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd, have, you'd have a sex table. You'd have to have a clutch built in somehow, otherwise you'd be just constantly screwing down. Or would you, you know, you know, like when you open up like a bottle of wine 
and you know with oh, the cork. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they have you facing down to the floor, and you're in one of those things, <laughs> and they just you have two people lift the levers, and that's when you're spinning, oh, and yeah, then you yeah. let go, <laughs> and then <you> go. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! It's all going pear shaped. No, it's it? not. It's just going exactly. They can't go pear shaped. <laughs> Never can go pear shaped. There's also a line of thought that the virus, the pandemic, uh, originated in America, more specifically at um, Camp Funston in Kansas, where 48 soldiers died in March 1918, shortly before the pandemic officially kicked off. And then you've got to like, I mean, nobody really knows, but if you consider the, you know, the awful, squalid conditions of, you know, trench warfare, you're pissing, shitting, sneezing, coughing on each other, you're eating and sleeping, surrounded by dead, infected dudes. Nobody really knows for sure, mate. You know, you need viral samples from multiple flu victims to trace it backwards. And considering 100 years have have gone, yeah, it's pretty much fucking impossible, isn't Mm, it? Yeah. I mean, what can you do? Just piss in the wind and... Hope that it doesn't knock on your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally all you can do, isn't it, though? You're still doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. getting a bit of piss on our face at the moment. Yeah, well, yeah, so it's, it's the wind's blowing. <laughs> yeah. Basically, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody, every bloke listening's had a piss outside, and if you're pissing in the wind, sometimes it just flashes around you, and every now and then you do it, we're getting full stream now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes it, it can work to your advantage. It looks yes. like you're pissing miles. It just. <laughs> Down the road, you're like, wow, or whatever. Not yeah. the road, because obviously I wouldn't piss in the road. <coughs> Definitely would, mate. Have you seen them piss cups that you to like, that like uh, that girls can use? And so they look like stand like yeah, pissing at, piss, yeah, it, piss up. I can't even speak. They're like funnels, aren't they? But with like an extension at the front, yeah. So they can cup. I saw a girl underneath. doing that at a um, uh, festival years. Does it ago. work? Yeah, yeah. You just put like this cup on and just piss. It's pretty and good. I was just going, what's happening? But then, conversely, you do get the girls that can piss standing. I'm pretty sure all girls can stand can piss standing up. I think, yeah, I think, I think if you they're just gonna need to arch their I back mean, and get the old V in and flick it open. I mean, if, <laughs> if you're yeah, if you're at a festival though, I, I imagine that you know at the end of the day, I mean, sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine at a festival it doesn't really matter. I mean, you, that's like. I mean, they sell it for camping, but it's meant to, they usually sell them for festivals. But just, I mean, if you're doing that, in your in the blokes you're on or having a piss, you might as well just squat out and squirt it out everywhere. I'd respect you more. I, you you know, pa- I went to a festival. Mache, like, fanny cup. I, I went to a festival, my ex-girlfriend at the time, pissed in the bag, right? And I was holding the bag while she was pissing, right? Because she was frightened to piss outside, right? What? And there was holes in the bag, and it was going all over my it's fucking... Like a loaf of bread. And it was, com- it was coming out everywhere. It was coming on me, right? And it was going on my fucking blanket. And I was like, are you fucking... I think you've just And by that point, I was just like, yeah, I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's gross, isn't it, man? The f- shit you do at festivals. Mind you, it doesn't matter, does it? To be honest, piss probably like disinfectant. Nah, it's just Everything. piss, mate. It's just so piss. It's in yeah. your body anyway. Yeah. Well, it's so shit, but you wouldn't sleep in a pile of shit, I suppose. Yeah, it depends how pissed you are. We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> so the pandemic came in three ways, um, each of which crossed the planet, helped by the mass movement and upheaval of people during during the war. And, and sometimes new strains appeared. The first wave hit between March and August 1918. The second wave hit between September and December 1918. Okay. And then you've got the third wave, which was January to May 1919. Then it gradually kind of like faded out. Uh, the first wave was considered mild, and sick people would usually recover in a few days, and the number of reported deaths was quite low. 
The second wave, however, was highly contagious, and many died within hours of, of developing. Hours of getting hours, from, mate. We're talking cool. fucking. So you could go out for like, you go out for a beer with your mate, and he's fine, and then the next day he's dead. He wakes up dead. Because that's how it happens. Obviously, wake up dying. <laughs> obviously, wake up dead. It was the, the second wave was that bad. It was it caused the the average life expectancy in America to drop by twelve years. This was over the course of like you know a couple of months essentially. Twelve year drop. Everyone was dying everywhere. Everyone stopped dying, man. I know. I mean, fuck it. There's a there's, there's a reason for everyone dying. It well, happens. Yeah. Like I say, it's like yes, it does. it's like a hit the right thing, but it's it's mother nature going, fuck this. You know, like you get like the plastic in the ocean, people going about the plastic in the sea. That's like and like you, if you go to like a Chinese takeaway or Indian takeaway on a Friday night and you look at their fish tank because they've all got them and there's like a scum around the top. Yeah, why do they why do they always have goldfish bowl, like I don't know. tanks? But you know that you they're see not tropical. They're always goldfish. You know, you see that scum because it's not being cleaned out, and you're yeah. like, them fish are going to fucking die because there's the filtration systems overwhacked. When you look at the plastic in the sea, that's human scum. That's that's our our yeah. version of that. It's, you know, a, it's I, happening, man. Do you reckon the Chinese? I reckon they use that water for you know the, like the soups <laughs> and you know all that type of stuff. I reckon they just go, you can have like a king chow soup or whatever, right? And they just go put it out the back, and they've got like a little tunnel which comes through into the seen, tank. Have you heard about the sewer oil where they go and get go sewer into oil, street oil, where they go into they uh, scoop the like um, oil that's come out of shit. And then they uh, they clean it up and then they cook the street food out of it. No, yeah, man. But you know, whatever. Well, it's you know, it's free all. Yeah, do, <laughs> right? saving the world. You know, you don't have to cut down a palm isn't olive tree. Or isn't that, yeah, it's not some sort of like environmental like like genius idea. Greenpeace should be applauded. Two for one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and number two for a number one. Yeah. So um, the third well, the third wave was less deadly than the first, uh, but um. Uh, oh no, it was more deadly than the first, sorry, but less deadly than the second. And the different levels of mortality in each wave was probably due to the virus mutating over time. And person-to-person transmission it happened exactly the way you'd expect it. And um, when you consider, like we've said before, millions of troops from many different countries concentrated together around the world, it's not surprising that shit went south very, very quickly. Sneezing, coughing, and spraying shit over each other. Yeah, No one really had a fucking clue. Apparently, there's 500 million virus particles are blasted out when you sneeze. 500 million. It's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty impressive, man. Uh, it is when you think about it, but the thing is, in be- in between each one of those bacteria things of parts, they're not bacteria. W- well, vi- v- virus, viron particles. Yeah, it's a different you know I mean? thing. Is there going to be atoms inside that and cells inside that, which go even further, which could be like the universe that we're in? Oh yeah, we could be a sneeze. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are a sneeze, mate. We're a dick sneezer for God. Could be. We, we could be <laughs> living in in their moment. It Quote could be on that. It could be like half a second. <laughs> In our time, we're living inside a spunk, inside sp- like some weird like thing which lasts forever. <laughs> I mean, why not? Who knows, mate? That's the way it is. Fucking knows. I'm pretty sure Stephen Hawking wrote that down. Did yeah. you? Was that a verbatim quote mm. from Big Hawko? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think exact words actually. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> we also have to consider that soldiers' immune systems were weakened, uh, as were many millions of people around the world due to malnourishment, fatigue, and stress which also allowed for more aggressive strains to develop and 
and spread. And mate, stress is a motherfucker. Stress batters your immune system. Right, okay. Just yeah. Everyone needs to chill, man. So the first symptoms would appear in a, in a matter of hours. Fever, nausea, aches and pains. You get the screaming shits. Apparently dark spots would appear on the skin. And then people would begin to turn blue from lack of oxygen because your lungs were filling with like a, f- a, f- a frothy, bloody, pustulous fluid. Um, that's your Im- essentially your immune system <laughs> just going right. into overdrive. Right. So millions are drowning in their own fluids. Blood would start pouring out your ears, your eyes and a- a- every orifice, which is quite unusual for the flu, so I'm told. Um, I've got some numbers. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like, what was that thing recently which... Um uh, which has done a bit of a comeback. Um, Ebola? No. Ebola. Was it Ebola? Yeah, it was Ebola when people bled out their eyes and all that. Was, it was like that, wasn't it? I don't know. It Can't did do that. a bit of a comeback, didn't it? About a year ago, maybe a year and a half. Reformed. It reformed for a bit and then they realised it was a fail- bit of a failure and it's disappeared yeah. back again. Yeah, one of the members got fat, washed up drug addict and they were like, nah. They went, look, you used to be able to not sing but you really cannot sing yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you haven't got the drive anymore. You're older, you're not thirsty for you're it. You're trying but uh, we, we accept that you're trying but I'm afraid there's a new age of people here. Yeah, fuck off, Ebola. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got some numbers from around the world and this is by no means inclusive of what happened but around 10 to 20% of infected people would die. Mm-hmm. 13% of the population of Tahiti died in a month. Imagine that. 13? 13, but just everyone's... In a month, mate. Pretty, uh, pretty mad. 17 million died in India, which is around 5% of the population. 22% of the Samoan population dead. Uh, in the States, somewhere between half a million and 675,000 people died. In Alaska, some communities lost up to 90% of people. Two million in Iran, half a million in Canada, 300,000 in Brazil, quarter of a million in the UK, 400,000 in France, 100,000 in Ghana. And to make matters worse, doctors were in short supply, mainly because most of them had been sent off around the world to look after the sick and injured and died during World War One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus they didn't really know what the fuck was going on, what was causing it. And there was no antiviral medication for it. Treatment was just essentially supportive care, like... Do you want some soup, love? Do you yeah. want me to wipe your ass? The best, the best thing is chicken soup and Sprite. Apparently it is. And Lucas but they didn't have that then. Yeah. You couldn't give them chicken soup because it probably contained the My flu. eyes are bleeding. <laughs> well, here's some chicken soup and here's some uh, Sprite. Well, I can't eat. I can't see because my eyes are bleeding. <laughs> Everything's red. Well, just let me pour it into your, the Sprite into your eyes and then you can see your soup. <laughs> Everything <laughs> looks like salt feels in my eye. Yeah, so, so researchers actually think a large percent of the deaths caused were actually um, due to drug overdose, which is I thought what I looked into it a little bit Good more. Good way to go. A large, apparently, large doses of aspirin were were handed out because like aspirin for fuck's sake. I mean, just a painkiller. Because if everyone was fucked, they were just like, oh, just give them loads of pills. They were up to thirty grams a day. They were handing out. And four grams is considered the the you know the upper limit to remain safe. So when they look at the medical records and see how many what people were being prescribed, they were like, no wonder we fucking died. Kidney failure. Yeah, kidney ki- failure. Yeah, kidney ki- failure. Yeah. Kidney failure. You just fucking poisoned everybody. And uh, obviously, a massive amount of people died to bacterial uh, pneumonia once the um, 
initial viral infection subsided due to weakened immune systems. And with no medication, the only way to stem the spread was to stay at home and limit contact with others as much as possible. If you go out, wear a mask. The public were encouraged to practice good hygiene, you know, wash your hands, don't touch your face, avoid touching surface. But it's basically the same as what they're telling everybody now. Mm-hmm. It's not changed. They, they kind of got that on lockdown. Just don't touch other people's stuff. Yeah, don't simple. breathe on each other. Lock yourself in the room. Yeah, yeah. So by October 1918, major cities issued blackout bans on uh, all public gatherings. Shop times were restricted, like opening times were restricted, and schools were ordered to be closed. The ferocious rate of transmission and high fatalities also caused major problems regarding disposing of the piles of contagious bodies. <laughs> Undertakers, funeral parlours and grave diggers, I mean, they ain't going to cope under the strain. No. I, I, I mean, that's predictable. Well, obviously, predictable. Yeah, I mean, it, you suddenly get an influx of like, hundreds of thousands of people. You know what I mean? It, any Anything is just going to struggle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, m- many of these dudes that were meant to be clearing up the dead bodies were ill as well. So bodies ended up being um, left at, you know, at homes. Uh, coffins that actually made it to the cemeteries were, were stacked up. Mortuaries run to capacity. Dogs were starting to chew at bodies and running around. It was like the Black Death. You know when we talked about that? It was the same. I mean, why wouldn't it be? No. If you've got piles of bodies, it's, it doesn't matter what century, and shit's going to be the same. same. Shit, yeah. Well, you're doing the same thing, so it's going to be the same. Doesn't matter if you did it that tomorrow or back in the 1600s, if it's just a disease which is infectious and you're just piling bodies up, it's just going to make it like super infectious. Yeah, absolutely. There was makeshift hospitals. They started appearing in large private homes and public buildings. That w- they were there to, I suppose, the aim was to help ease the pressure on the on the uh, limited health service. Uh, and most of these spring up hospitals were manned by inexperienced medical students because most of the doctors were off helping people in World War One and right. getting jacked. I mean, what are you going to do, man? If everything's crumbling around you, this is what's going on. I, I know this isn't um, the same sort of line, but you know the um, so you had the doctors and you had the um, the um, um, the medi- medical men who used to run out. So yeah. they are doctors, but like they they used to run out. And the rule was they weren't allowed to be shot, right? Because right, yeah. obviously in war, rules completely get accepted. Do you know what I mean? You go end of the day, wouldn't you? You can imagine the Germans or the UK going, okay, so we've um, we you know, been lots of people die today. A couple of medics have died. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> right, who shot this? Who shot them? Come on, you know we've got to keep up to this rule so we can apologise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but the, what they used to do apparently is not shoot the. Um, well, they, they did shoot some of them, but they used to not shoot them. And once they knew that they kind of fixed them up to a point where they can bring them back to be like stretched away, they'd shoot them in the head. Really? From a distance, yeah. What the so, fuck? so they'd they're watch them wait. They're, they're deliberately using your resources. Yeah, basically. So they used to let the medics I mean. let the medics do their work, and then once they real once the, the team come in to, to take the body out, they'd, they'd kill the kill them. All's fair in love and war. It's it's a loophole. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a loophole. You can't kill the <laughs> the, the, me- the medic, but you can use his gear up yeah. and then kill the person who was shot in the initial well, first. So they don't want to kill you. They just want to cause a strain on your economy. Send you home alive is is much more detrimental to the, the, your country than send you in a body bag. Yeah, but I think I think the um for the um I was just saying the mechanic. Then I'm going to call him a mechanic. Yeah, anyway. body mechanics, man. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, he'll be pissed off, wouldn't he? Because oh, you get off so close to it, and then it's like someone. Imagine I'm running. It's like, it's like you fixing well. the car, and then someone just 
you're so close to fixing like like something from from a complete disaster to like fixing it up, and then someone just drives yeah, a truck into it. Yeah, but you, imagine, you fucking prick! Imagine how vulnerable you'd feel. You you know when it poof, and that geezer's head just popped off that you just helped. You're like they deliberately did that, which means there's pe- there's lads yeah. scoping and fucking deliberately killing waiting. that dude. They're yeah. waiting. They're waiting. They're watching. Probably laughing with each other. Oh yeah. But yeah, sandwich, I, I imagine a few medics got popped. I mean, I mean, I don't know how, how I don't, I mean, imagine if you could go right, they're completely immune to it. Yeah. Armoured. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like shot. you get shot and it's like card or something, <laughs> Call of Duty where they come back alive, respawn somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> something weird like that. So obviously with 500 million people becoming gravely ill over a two year period, there were significant shockwaves felt in the economy. Yeah. Not to mention we'd just come out of a world war, which I thought actually boosts economy because we tend to run on a war economy, don't we? I don't know. Anyway. Well, they do say, don't they, if you're yeah. struggling to start a war. Yeah, 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 yeah. So first there was massive labour shortage for obvious reasons. If, if you weren't ill, um, you weren't going out unless you really had to. Don't risk it. There were food supply issues because crops were going and harvested and transport hubs were restricting movement. Industrial production of and, you know, and business activity declined because... And also, and it's not surprising, but the health in- industry, the revenue, they went, that went up. Mm-hmm. Well, like, yeah. what do we do and they're like send us money we'll fucking figure send it send us money and double the price on everything and then life insurance companies took a paste in because there was no way they could fulfil their obligations ah, yeah. because then, cause, yeah, do you know what that, that's what we need to do fuck these insurance people up yeah, a yeah, war yeah yeah, yeah. Just because, to get because, because before that we all need to die to fuck them up it's obviously all built before it's not like they go by any case of a war this is non void. They never do that. They can't, can they? No, they're fucked, mate. So, yeah. nice. so we all need to like die to force their hand to payment. It's uh, yeah, they still find a way, though, weren't they? There was no way they could. Their models could predict the amount of fatalities, and they just it was out of control. But poverty rates spiked, which led to further health issues. And but conversely, as the death rate rose, there was a reduced demand for stuff because everyone was fucking dead and they weren't buying things. But the effect on society was profound. You'd have entire families wiped out and, you know, there'd be children who were, com- were orphaned, left on the street. And people were, didn't want to help these orphaned children because they knew that they'd been in direct contact with families that had been wiped out by mm-hmm. the plague. So they were just left there to stand on a street corner, coughing and trying to... die, to yeah, basically. To die, yeah. But eventually it would it subside, it went away. Um, the pandemic started to wane in the summer of 1919, mainly because... Um, the people infected either died or developed an immunity. And it it was so deadly that essentially the virus ran out of human hosts to carry it. The transmission rates stopped and it's lost its legs. So lethal, like highly lethal strains of flu that kill the host very quickly uh, can't spread as easy because there's no one to pass it around. Oh, yeah. If, if If it's so vicious and so quick, it needs feeding constantly more yes it's, it's, it's like multiples constantly, it constantly, constantly thirsty. and then and the, yeah it's too thirsty all the time and then suddenly it just dies because so it's going to have nothing to feed on so it also mutated over time into um evolved into a less deadly strain which is apparently something it does by natural selection so it's not as if not as lethal so more humans can be affected and it can be spread around a bit oh easier. so it survives yes it so it like learns like hang on lads we're well, we're, we're, we're 
we're absolutely rinsing everyone, and we need we need to think about this because we probably will end up uh, what's weird extincting it, ourselves. It, it, it doesn't learn because it's a, v- a virus particle. A virus isn't even a, it's not really alive, which is they're not like bacteria. Yeah, yeah. These are weird things, man. If you look into, I'm not, I'm sure we spoke about this in the Black Death episode, but they're not actually strictly alive. These it's things, it's, yeah. The virus isn't alive. It's um, it's just like a strand or something, isn't it? It's, yeah, it is, it's yeah. odd. Just yeah. like a mad Lego brick that fucks you up. Yeah, <laughs> Leg- um, a Lego brick. Can we take a break then? Yeah, Lego bricks do hurt. wanted to say about these like stupid false claims that i've read uh, about the coronavirus like people are saying you can get it from chinese people you get it from chinese food like even seeing stuff about oh if, if a product's made in china and it contains air and you're like, <laughs> it's like come <laughs> on man that, that's not what happened is it it came from wild animals essentially you know yeah. what i mean bats snakes wolf cubs koalas like monkeys, mo- ducks, man. Like most things, that, uh, most viruses which are bad usually come from an animal, and then once it's transferred and it's worked its way into a human, that's when it's carnage. Yeah, yeah. There's like a some sort of like leap. But yeah. eating these animals is not necessarily a recipe for disaster if it's done correctly. Like if you get like sustainably farmed bats, you can eat them. Mm-hmm. They can be screened for whatever nasties lurk inside them. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not. It's it's not the. It's when you get them from the wild. That's the um, where the crazy pathogens lurk when they're being yeah. dog shit or something, and someone eats them. But yeah, <laughs> you just grab a fruit <laughs> bat out of a jungle and yeah, eat yeah. it. You know, you know, it's not the cuisine that's the problem; it's 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 the source of yeah, the yeah. food. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about the the coronavirus and um, the difference between it and other flus. Nobody really cares about that. People are quite clued up about what's going on, and if you're not clued up about it, wake up and watch the news. Go and watch the news or yeah. whatever. Um, but most people are worried about what risk it has to them, what effect is it going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing, like we said before, don't panic. Most cases are mild. There's 7.8 billion people. It's not going to happen to you. No. But likewise, don't be complacent. Be informed and do your reading, man. And its mortality rate, the coronavirus, currently these figures are going to change, obviously, the more the virus develops and the more data that comes out. Um, it will change and skew the, the numbers that we have. But it has around a 2% mortality, which means if you get it, which is very unlikely at the moment, you've got a 98% chance of surviving. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty good. SARS had a mortality rate of 10%. MERS was something like 37 Spanish flu was 20 So, and yeah, okay. And so the, co- the common seasonal flu, which kills hundreds of thousands of people a year, mm-hmm. has a 0.1% percent mortality rate yeah so it's just it puts it in order with the other ones yes that you know it's actually not not that strong it might be very um contagious but most of these ones are it's like but, a lager but, shander. But yeah 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 it's like a yeah like a lager shander it's like it's like having a pint and then having a lager shander yeah 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 that's what it is <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's just quite disappointing at the end so I've got a timeline here. We'll go through it briefly because we, I don't think we expected that first half to go as long as it did, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it did. Um, 
but this is essentially the the chronology of what happened and how it came to to sort of the public attention from when it appeared until uh, essentially this is Saturday, so it was yesterday, Friday. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any recap on it today. So on the eighth of December, two thousand and nineteen. The first patient was suspected of having a new influenza, which we now know as the coronavirus. And there's indication of a, another case on the 1st of December, but we don't okay. really know. But but it wasn't logged properly or something. Or Just got lost in... Yeah, yeah. no one really... We're not, that's the thing about these first cases. It's difficult to really pin down because... How do you link your first case? Because it, they both could have been ill around the same time, so... yeah. No uh, one's looking for it at that point. Yeah, it might be the first time it's being diagnosed, but it doesn't mean they're the first person to have it, does it? You know what I mean? So, By the 18th of December, there were seven cases, and two were linked to the Wuhan seafood market, right? Mm-hmm. And th- this bit's sad, man. On the 30th of December, and apologies if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, Dr. Li Wenliang okay. uh, in Wuhan, he posted a online warning to doctors in his medical school class, that there was a cluster of seven patients have been unsuccessfully treated for symptoms of viral pneumonia. Eight doctors on the forum speculate that it could have been SARS. It's like a re-emergence of it. Mm-hmm. They were arrested for illegal acts of fabricating and spreading rumours and, and disturbing social order, which is a smart move. So you've got these medical doctors who are at the epicentre. They didn't realise at the time, but they're saying, here, have a look at this. Yeah, yeah. Slammed in prison. It's sad because on the 5th of February, so Thursday just gone, um, Dr. Wei Liang died. Because, he, of, because of... Yeah, he, di- he was one of the, the guys that was fucking there and he was trying to warn people and he just arrested one. Yeah. <laughs> and now he died. Sad, that man. Is sad. That's sad. I mean, it, it, I'm try- so the government arrested him. It's kind of like they think he's spreading stuff, trying to sp- scare and hysteria and all that. But really, he was actually just saying, look, there's something new. <coughs> And you're speaking to other doctors saying, just, you know, we've got to try and look at this and sort this fucker out. Well, he was saying, we've, tri- we've tried to sort it with these seven he was patients. Saying, be aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you might That's basically all you get arrested for. They tr- they can censor the news, but they can't censor the spread of a virus. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how much news you clamp down. If you've yeah. got a pandemic or some form of infectious influenza on the move, it's going to come out regardless of what you say yeah so on the 1st of january according to the chinese state-sponsored news the wuhan seafood market was shut down for renovations right that was a lie it was they were actually cleaning and disinfecting the entire gaff man right okay 2nd of january 41 people were admitted to hospitals in wuhan 66 percent of them had direct exposure to that seafood market so okay. like okay this is where it's all fingers are pointing to there. Okay. By the 5th of January, the mystery virus was ruled out as seasonal flu. So they've obviously done some form of sequencing on it. It's not It's not SARS. It's not MERS. Yeah, it's, it's a new strand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The 9th of January, the WHO, the world... The who, people the trying who. to put a, <laughs> to put a stand, people <laughs> yeah. talking about the coronavirus. <laughs> they confirmed that there was a, a novel coronavirus had been isolated from one person. Later that day, the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control posted the, its first risk assessment, essentially. Uh, and China was praised internationally for acting fast. Mm-hmm. But it's been over a month at this point. Yeah. And they were arresting doctors who were on the front line going, hang on, there's seven lads here that yeah. have got it. Look, uh, nope, shut up, in prison. 10th of January, gene sequencing showed that the coronavirus was in the same family as SARS. 
on the between I think it's like the 11th and 12th of January. Mm-hmm. There was essentially more than 700 close contacts of the 41 confirmed cases, including 400 healthcare workers, had been monitored, and there were no new cases reported in China. So these healthcare workers were not wearing any protective gear, looking after these people that had coronavirus. Okay. So they were monitoring them. They were like, yeah. okay, this is something that... Fuck, did you wear anything? Well, of course they weren't wearing it. We, did, we, we didn't did. know what it was. Yeah, so when someone walks in and does that, you're not going to go, oh, shit, I need to cover up because this person's got this. You don't know. It's, it's these early yeah. stages that are, are the most dangerous. The 13th of January, uh, it appeared in Thailand and in, in a 61-year-old Chinese woman who was a resident of Wuhan. She'd not visited the seafood market. So this is, she's like, I didn't go there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Where's she getting from there? She's brought past someone or something or sat on a table with someone who's had it or whatever. Unsurprisingly, the following day, on the 14th of January, the first human-to-human transmission was suspected in a married couple. So this is not good. It's independently spread. Mm -hmm. Is Pandora's box open? Only time will tell. 15th of January, two people died. On the 18th of January, in the midst of a now lethal flu outbreak... The Wuhan city government held an annual banquet that coincided with the Chinese New Year. 40,000 families turned up despite knowledge of the Wuhan coronavirus. They shared and ate meals together. Oh, so great. So, so they should have just cancelled that and gone, look, I know it's Chinese New Year, but look. Yeah, man. Not in, good. In hindsight, that would be the hindsight probably... a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. January the 19th, the first confirmed cases were reported in China outside of Wuhan, so it spread. Another person died in Wuhan, so now you've got three dead. The 20th of, 20th of January, it was in South Korea. Beijing confirmed three cases. Shanghai confirmed its first case. And the total number of laboratory confirmed cases in China jumped to 218. Nice, it's flying now. 21st of January, the US reported a first case in Washington. 22nd of January, Macau and Hong Kong report cases. In all, the total number of laboratory-confirmed cases in China increased to 571, and the death toll is now at 17. 23rd of January, Wuhan suspends public transport, which is all buses, all fucking ferry lines, all trains, all flights, everything, because she's like, shit, fuck, what? Shut it all down. Lock it off. Lock it off. And on that same day, the 23rd of January... Construction begins on two 1,000-bed, 25,000-square-metre emergency hospitals specifically designed to combat the virus. Now, when I heard that, I thought, fuck, China's worried. What the fuck do they know, man? Yeah, yeah. I I think things have been held back further than than actually what they're telling us as well. Definitely. Mm. I mean, why wouldn't they do that? Yeah. Transparency is the key, but... That ain't happening over there. No, not with China. They're not. That's very just the way they operate. Yeah, that's just, just the way they yeah, operate. Twenty yeah. fourth of January, you've got new cases appearing around mainland China, Japan, South Korea, United States. They all confirm multiple cases. Singapore gets its second and third case. Thailand confirms its fifth case. Hong Kong additional cases. Nepal gets a first case, and France confirm its first three cases. Uh, which were the first in the um, in the EU, and the first human-to-human transmission outside of China was confirmed by the who? People try... In <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> okay, right. now I'll tell you that Roger adultery is what I'm going to call him. <laughs> he knows a lot, doesn't he? 25th of January, Australia confirms its first case, as does Canada. 26th of January, 
Chinese New Year holiday break is extended in an attempt to contain the virus. They're like, fuck it. Everyone's on holiday. Lockdown. Keep it keep it on holiday. And extend the holiday. Make everyone feel happy. Yeah. I mean, We're yeah. extending the holiday. Why? Because everyone's dying. And an 88-year-old <laughs> man dies in Shanghai. More cases appear in America and Macau, Hong Kong. And not feeling to... Wanting to feel left out, Ivory Coast confirmed its first case. Obviously. 27th of January, Dr. Great Gabriel Luang of uh, the University of Hong Kong Medical School, she's one of the foremost world experts on SARS and, she, and you know, like all sorts of vi- horrible viruses, estimates that there are between 44 and 100,000 infections in China as of the 24th of January. Right, okay. She also predicts at its height there could be up to 100,000 new infections per day. This is just done off basic modelling. So suspicions are growing that China are not being truthful about the numbers. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's ravenous. To to be where it is in as many countries that something ain't adding up. No, it it isn't, is it? No, something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 29th of January, Canada halts all flights to China. The 30th of January, Tibet gets its first case. They declare a level one health emergency. The UAE get a case. Uh, We've got um, cases in all 31 provincial divisions of mainland China. The World Health Organization uh, declare a a national, uh, a, a global health emergency. And essentially, China is pretty much on lockdown. Yeah. 31st of January. The UK and Russia confirmed their first cases. First cases are being Sweden and Spain. And it was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, yeah. And you're telling me it's fine. And the stock market's r- rallying. The stock market's up, 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 up. Mm. What's going on? First of February, more cases around the world. Vietnam has another domestic transmission, right? So this okay. is fucking, Vi- yeah. it's independently roaming around in Vietnam. There was now eight cases in the States, 12 in Australia, 20 in Japan, 12 in South Korea. People are starting to run out of supplies in Wuhan City. 2nd of February, construction is completed on that first emergency hospital. It took 10 days to build. What? 10 days to build all that? To 10 days to build. I know it's emergency stuff, so it's going to be kind of limited, but still fucking... It's like wow. A, it was like a Lego brick hospital. Yeah, yeah, but still. It's pretty pretty impressive, man. Um, the first death outside of China is announced in the Philippines on the 2nd of February. It was a 44-year-old male. It was a companion of one of the first cases reported in the country. So it's like, you go away with your missus, you're from Wuhan, and you peg it in, um, in the Philippines. So mm-hmm. it's, it's associated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in a stable condition on the 1st of February, and he was dead on the 2nd of February. Oh, okay. So... Three people... Uh, so it's on the 3rd of February, uh, people from... Um, uh, I, I actually, no, it's soldiers from the the uh, People's Liberation Arm, Army, which is an ironic name. Yeah, yeah. Consi- <laughs> considering that they actually take over supply deliveries to Wuhan because they're just running out of shit, and yeah. they're on lockdown. So we're having this. The army, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the army have to come in essentially. Fourth yeah, yeah. of February, Hong Kong reports its first death. Belgium come gets its first case. Thailand, Singapore, South Korea, Vietnam, more cases. Fifth of February, more cases in Japan, Korea, Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines. The list goes on. And on the sixth, uh, the second emergency hospital. Right, so this is like sort of in fifteen days opens in Wuhan. It's one thousand six hundred beds. 
Locally transmitted cases are confirmed in Malaysia. Uh, UK gets its third case from somebody who hadn't been to China. And as of today, the number of infected people worldwide is 35,000. So it's gone mad since December 8th, was it? Yes. And and got to remember there's 7.8 billion people, so chill. Yeah. Chill. Um, and the death toll is currently 725, but I guarantee you it's a lot fucking higher than that. Yeah, yeah. And um, last time I looked, the city of Wuhan is literally being sprayed with disinfecting. I saw that. There was like cannons of spray. It was literally the whole place was just getting battered with like, like spunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fucking like a mouthful foamy. to get through that. I was like... Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was good though. It was good. It was a good timeline of what's happening so far. And then watch it double, then triple, and then we'll be it's dead. Bo- it's, it's way higher than that. It's way higher than that. Yeah. There's no need to panic. That, that's, that's the stuff which has been sort of um, confirmed, isn't it? So, yeah. so there will be more. I mean, there's some people probably got it and didn't know and probably carried on and was fine. And that's the problem because then it spreads more as well. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what, what can you do? You well, that's exactly what can you do. Um, it's it's pure speculation and, and random thinking bec- from an uneducated person in this topic. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I started reading some articles and I read an article today and according to a guy called Stephen Morse, who's an epidemiologist and expert in emerging infections and disease at Columbia University, he says he foresees two possibilities, but obviously it's still early days. The first scenario is it's just another coronavirus that joins the ranks of the four other coronaviruses currently circulating. He said, I can see and imagine a scenario where this becomes a fifth endemic human coronavirus and we don't pay much attention to them because they're so mundane, especially compared to the seasonal flu. Right. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it, whatever. Yeah, just, yeah, it is what it is. It's, you know, don't panic. Yeah. Second scenario, we go for a pandemic and the virus returns repeatedly, like a seasonal flu, but it's not so mundane. Uh, it said it will wane in the hotter months and emerge, you know, in strength in the, in the cooler winter months. Um, he, in his opinion, he's basically saying that it will become like a, a seasonal um, pneumonia that's more than a cold but less than SARS. Um, I, 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 I don't know, man. I think we should pay attention and learn to relax. It's not... It's not the end of days. Yeah, I think I think we need to take one step at a time. I mean, they're doing the right ideas with trying to section people who are ill off, but the problem is with that, that causes more hysteria, makes people panic. Just look at it, you know, closely and go, right, look, this is what it's doing. This is the facts that we know. We need to work on these facts to sort the problem out. Mm-hmm. Rather than just going, right, let's just do this and do that and do this. Because sometimes, I've said it on plenty of podcasts, we, we try and do something to help each other and it doesn't work. It just makes it worse. Yeah. So we need to sit back and just look at it. Just wash your hands, man. Yeah. Just wash your hands, don't yeah. touch your face. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but historically we've been in this situation many, many times. Many times. And the chances of it happening to you out of the 7.8 billion people is very slim. Yeah. We're cool. I think, uh, yeah, I think, like you say, it'd be like a SARS thing. you got to think about it. SARS had a higher killing percentage. Y- yes, but this is a, this has surpassed SARS in fatalities now. Oh, yeah, but that's because it's more infectious. But it doesn't doesn't mean it's it's as bad as other things. Yeah, it's not as lethal. It's just more widespread. Yeah. It's just, it's just more contagious, but, like, it's not as lethal. 
So imagine if it was as, as contagious as SARS, but also had the, the ability of SARS. Be loads of be millions of people dead. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm quite, I'm quite relaxed about it. I probably shouldn't yeah, be. I mean, maybe I don't know. Fuck knows. Drink Corona. <laughs> yeah. Drink Corona and have some lime. That probably saw it. Uh, it would be funny, right? If it if it was just lime. What do you mean, like lime? Like lime fixed it. <laughs> it lined his coronavirus <laughs> and have some lime. That podcast went on for way longer than I thought it was going to go on. It's all good. I tried to balance that in two halves as I normally do, and like it's fucking not. Isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first half went on more like like two thirds, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's all good. So we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up at that. Um, don't panic, everyone. Just go and read some shit from yeah. multiple sources and just whatever. If we're not here next week, we might have died from coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our social media winner is Chrissy Merlow. Way. So send Merlo. us your details and you'll win the... Um, last week's picture. Yeah, last week's picture. What did we do last week? Do you remember? Uh, no. No, neither do I. I can't remember. I mean, I've got a couple of pictures here, but they're all in a random pages, so I can't even... I wouldn't be able to tell you. I've got it written down somewhere. It, I'll just look. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> trust me. Yeah. I know what's going on. I trust. I trust everyone. Uh, if you want to contact us, you know what to do. If you want to leave us a review, whatever, that'd be great. Please leave a review because it helps us boost us up and more people get to see us. Um, and if you want to win this week's prize, just share. Share it's our post yeah, just of our episode that we're going to put on later on or tomorrow or whatever. And uh, just click the fucking share button, and yeah, you, you've you got might get a t-shirt. You've got a chance of winning a a, 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 a picture a and a t-shirt. Come down or something. Yeah, yeah. We do tampax as well for the ladies. <laughs> we do red tampax though. Oh dear. Uh, and brown toilet roll. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>